What's up, everybody? It is your host, Jasmine Porter of the Cruelly Podcast. And man, we are in week three of this social distancing thing. Um, we are going through the coronavirus. This is just crazy. I can't even believe that we're all going through this. But normally, what I'll do is I'll interview different filmmakers, talk, kind of talking about what they do in the film industry. But, you know, since pretty much everything is shut down, Hollywood is definitely shut down right now. I wanted to go and talk to some of our filmmakers and see what they're doing during the pandemic and while Hollywood is shut down. So during this episode, I talked to two Buffalo filmmakers, Harry Lipsitz and Kyle Mecca, who are the co-founders of Casting Buffalo, a casting agency. And in this episode, we're going to find out how they've been, you know, spending their time during the pandemic while everything is shut down. Um, and just talk about how they think Hollywood will change, how the world is going to change after this, and what other creatives can do during this downtime. So make sure you guys listen to this episode, um, you know, listen to other episodes if you want to hear different things. But yeah, check it out, guys. And I hope you really like this episode, and I'll definitely be bringing you guys some more episodes talking to other filmmakers. How have you guys been? Um, basically, I just kind of want to talk to you guys and see what life has been like since the coronavirus and it kind of just you know pretty much everything is either like for us filmmakers is on hold or on pause some people are able to work from home a lot of people are just out of work right now um, I know you guys were just starting your business so we'll talk about kind of what that situation has been like for you guys um, and how have you just been trying to stay busy or stay you know um, mentally well and just what's been going on with you guys okay Sure. So, um, you guys started a business with, is Pete part of the business as well? Yes. Okay. So Kyle, Harry, and Pete, you guys started, um, like a casting business called Casting Buffalo. Um, and Hannah, um, Hannah Watts, she, uh, she's just an artist, creative in general. She did like my logo and she had just did you guys logo and you guys were just getting ready to like start everything. And then the pandemic happened the movie that was in buffalo bros they shut it down so what has that been like for you guys starting this business and then just every the whole world just kind of shutting down kyle you want to start yeah yeah so it, it's funny because it's almost like this weird we uh we've been talking about doing this and becoming a conglomerate um, for a while doing casting stuff instead of all yeah. You know, separate and the might as well come together. Exactly. You know, we, we've been talking about it since probably since Marshall, since the first time that all three of us worked together on a film. You know, but you know, we've all kind of done our different things and have our different niche, niches and whatever that word is, and um, <laughs> doing different things. And you know, so we've been talking about it for a while, and we were even talking about it in the last year. Um, and then it was like, okay, start of the new year. Again, it comes to January, February, where in Buffalo, it kind of, it's the dry season. So Harry and I were talking about, let's start meeting, let's start making this happen and create the business. And then we got a call from Syracuse about potentially casting um, for day players for a film in Syracuse. So it kind of then expedited. Go ahead. Which one you got the call? Uh, for, uh, I did. I got a call from it. And um, it was with one of the producers of Marshall. And we also worked on with him as a producer for Bashira, Chris Bonjourn. And um, we all worked with him before. Yeah. 
And uh, we were like, okay, cool. Um, you know, we're, we're thinking about creating this partnership and now this would be a great startup opportunity for us. But it kind of ex expedited everything that we were doing because all of a sudden it was like, okay, now we have to start doing this, this, and this, and this, and this. Well, Harry and I were still working on um, Nightmare Alley. We were yeah. both location. Remember when I ran into you guys at Cafe 59? Yes, yes. <laughs> it was you, Harry, and P. And I was like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and that was, yeah, that was kind yeah. of one of the first yeah. meetings that we were talking about it. Like, okay, what steps do we need to take? So it was kind of expedited everything that we were doing. And we had, you know, a work a week of that we were working in Nightmare Alley. And, you know, I was also able to like behind the scenes still try to set up stuff with Chris and get stuff in motion so Peter can get started with that film. Um, and then it was once that wrapped up for us, we joined in the casting search, helping him out. And then, you know, the pandemic hit. So, and which, you know, everything in the entire world for film just kind of went on pause. And we were kind of stuck with being like, well, in a way, it's a good thing that stop, stuff stopped because now we can look at all the little details, go over the finer details and stuff like that. And this way we'll be prepared when the wheels start turning again. Yeah, when everything opens back. Yeah, exactly, yeah. to attack it. Definitely. I'd say if I could add one thing is definitely, you know, seeing how you run a business, it's kind of like, you know, an ever an ever going process, you know, it's a garden in some ways that you're tending to constantly. So I think like the fact that it slowed down for a little bit was kind of nice because it let us kind of catch our breaths and like kind of focus again on building things up and really honing in on kind of what we're doing here and making it the best that it can be. Yeah, so you guys do it the right way and not just like, rush everything because it was moving yeah. so fast so i mean like it's a blessing and a curse obviously it's you know we we wouldn't rather not be in this situation but at least it gives you guys some more time like you said to get things in order to do it the right way um and tend to it so i don't know what have you guys been doing in the meantime to just like there's no film work are you guys doing other jobs are you kind of just like staying home hanging out what are you guys you know kind of doing during this lockdown um, I'm stuck at home. I'm just trying to keep it safe and all that and keep my loved ones safe and that. And, uh, you know, my, my dad's still working out there working cause he's an essential worker and, um, he works at a hardware store. So he's, he's still that constantly do that, you know, and then I have my grandfather who lives very close to me, but you know, he's almost 87 years old. So it's like can making sure that we're staying, keeping our distance and, but we're still being taken care of and stuff. So do you so, check on them or do you just, are you guys just like. Phone calls and stuff. And with my dad, you know, constantly he, he's been kind of checking between my uncle and his brother on my grandfather and stuff like that. My, my uncle, he, he works, he has a business, he works from home and all that. So he's been kind of out of it. So this way he's able to go there, you know, and since I figured that I'm younger, you know, I don't want to be spreading something that I don't, you know, to, to either, either of them. So it, it's been kind of a tough thing because especially now, all of a sudden, March in Buffalo decides to be gorgeous out and <laughs> no snow. And now it's like, what do we do? <laughs> you know? 
I've been trying to go. My dog's been getting more walks than she usually is. So. Well, she's yeah. probably enjoying that. Yeah, she is. Um, yeah, but you know, fo focusing on how we can, um, you know, better better our practices and what we're doing, um, and just learning more about things and and trying to connect with people. You know, one thing that you can do from a distance still because of social media. Um, is networking we can still network so we're we're definitely doing as much networking as we can trying to to you know meet new actors new talent new filmmakers too you know yeah everybody's kind of like in the same position so it's kind of like an equal ground of like why not connect to people that you haven't talked to in a while and that you know we've sent letters from the business and from ourselves to various people that we worked with just connecting checking in how they're doing you know, like here, this is what we're doing during this time to keep ourselves sane, but at the same time, how are you, how are your families doing during this time in need? Everybody's in a similar boat. Um, it just de depends on the degrees and what boat you're in, <laughs> but uh, you know, um, in the same, but, but maybe a variety. Something. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's, it's, so like Carrie and I, we, we talk multiple times a day and like, how do our ever changing ways of how we want to approach the business how do we want to make ourselves different how do we reach out to people how do we connect with people um because you know one day this is going to start turning again and we got to be prepared for that because we kind of started it you know going into a slope you know it's like okay we have to be ready to prepare for when we start getting things um you know so i, I think just connecting with filmmakers connecting with people has been a huge uplifting thing for us too mm -hmm. um very humbling because yeah. it's you're seeing everyone on the level and you know in the chance of us even able to do this you know it's awesome because it's like okay i don't know when the next time we're going to be able to see jazz but you know you always forget you can you're always a video chat or a phone call away from people thank god for technology yeah, yeah. and one one thing about the filmmaking industry is that it's you know it's a it's a business that allows for for it to be very um cohesive and very much a, a community thing it has to be you know and you look at other jobs not in the film world just other professions and you you aren't afforded that same like human to human interaction that same opportunity to be close you know so it's nice also why it was I mean like most jobs just being around people is dangerous but it's like when we're actually filming you got hundreds of people you know together on a set so it's like it's not possible at all to really you know be able to go on a shoot unless it's just maybe one person um because it's just asking kind of for a disaster right now so it sucks you know but and, and it's it we're creatures of communication filmmakers so you know, even though maybe some of us aren't that great at it, but we're still creatures of communication in which once we get on a set together, we're constantly talking to people, interacting with people and, you know, having these relationships, department to department, to people to people, to actor to director, to this and that. And then that world stops. And I think for us, we're kind of just finding a lot of cabin fever because <laughs> it's like we're stuck in four walls. How do we continue to communicate mm -hmm. a profession that was built on it? You know, are you yeah. writing at all, Harry? Because I mean, I know you write and direct. You had your movie. Um, are you writing at all during um, this time, or are you guys kind of, are you just focused on? You know, 
I'm, I'm not personally writing. I think Kyle might be doing a little writing here and there, but I'm, I personally, I'm trying to focus on a lot of like bookkeeping business stuff that I've just had to, you know, keep up on and, and want to just stay on top of. Um, we're also, you know, we've been tinkering with some ideas of doing some other types of things to engage with people um, further through social media and, and various platforms too. So, you know, we're, we're, we're actively doing stuff. Kyle, do you want to talk about, are you, you writing anything at all? Yes. So I've, uh, yeah, I've been slowly trying to get my thoughts together because it's like, this is very inspiring. This is going on, you know? Um, but yeah, I have a, I have two feature ideas and now I've just been kind of like, which one? <laughs> <laughs> which one grows in my mind so i've been uh i've been writing and trying to put together ideas for that feature um because that's one of my next goals too is while while dealing you know while working with casting buffalo while working on sets and stuff like that you know it's time sometimes you know last time i directed or did a film you know look back it was 2014 yeah, it's incredible cool. like it's so far away you know and you know i was lucky to have that opportunity when i was so young and naive and now it's like, I have all of this experience. It's time to get back to it, you know? And that's really my goal for this year is to kind of make sure that I write the script, make sure that I start creating a business plan, you know, and getting out there to find investors and build everything from the ground up because it's time to look, you know, inward as well um, while pushing outward with, you know, a business that I've created with my partners. So, I'm taking this time and be like, okay, taking it as a blessing in disguise to be like, okay, slow down, which is something that I think this world needs in general. And that this is bringing to this world is slow down, yeah. look at yourself, look at your loved ones and look what you need to focus on. So I'm taking it as that for writing. And at the same exact time, you know, working by putting all, you know, putting heart into the business that we're creating and, you know, Harry's very been looking at like a lot of the legal and financial stuff. I've been looking at more to the marketing and advertisement. Your dad have um, a firm. What's that? Your dad doesn't he have a firm? Or your yeah, firm? my my dad has a law firm downtown um, that uh, I, I I work at as well. Um, I do some of the marketing stuff for them. Um, I'm hoping eventually that you know casting Buffalo will take off to the point where I can sort of stop my my duties at the firm and keep my focus to being just you know the filmmaking uh stuff that I do which is what you know I went to school for and what I'd like to do as my main profession but that's what we're working towards you know yeah it's also think I mean because you know how everybody is always like you know trying to write trying to be creative and sometimes I worry that even now when like the world is telling us like to be still that maybe people are still pressuring themselves to like be creative like oh you have to be writing or you have to be doing something during this time like it is okay if you are creative where you just say this is a lot for me I don't want to do anything yeah, like, I don't yeah. think people should feel bad if they don't feel creative or they don't want to be working on something it's like you are allowed to not feel like you need to be doing something all the time. This is a perfect time to not do anything if you don't feel like it and don't feel bad for not doing anything. Yeah, it's a, it's a mental health check. And that's why I mentioned like, it's very much, you have to look inward in this time and what you need, which might be 
you know, you might be someone who's very anxiety ridden, who's very kind of scared of what's going on and stuff like that. And it's okay to do nothing. <laughs> like it's okay, you know, take the time, take the pause and take it for what it is. And it's a mental health check. And, you know, thank God we have now like mental health lines and stuff like that, you know, hotlines and stuff because people are dealing with that as well. And, you know, I'm not, 24 seven working on stuff. No, I probably work for stuff literally four or five hours a day. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to sit in front of the TV and watch Tiger King. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like I haven't watched it yet. I, it. I haven't watched it yet. I, I just started yesterday. Is it just yeah. I, I've, been, I've finished it. I, I love it. <laughs> I won't say too much, but I loved it. And there's so much in there. I mean, you could literally make a documentary about each and every one of those people. They could have <laughs> yeah. stuff to have a documentary about each and every person in that. They could have their own doc, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Guy in jail. I believe he, in prison. Like, I mean, there's multiple people, but I feel like the main guy. I saw online somewhere with like Cardi B was raising money. I don't know to come out of prison or so. I don't know what's true or not with all the internet stuff, but I swear I've seen something where <laughs> somebody was in jail because they were trying to get one of the other people on the movie killed or something. Watch mm -hmm. yeah. series. <laughs> Don't spoil it yet, Eric. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot going on. There's a yeah. lot. Yeah, I think we're going to start watching it and then we can. Yeah. But I mean, for creatives and for people who are writers, for screenwriters, for directors, and even us as filmmakers, you know, it's a time to, you know, pull out the DVD Blu-ray collection, pull out the streaming services, check, check out your favorite movies, um, you know, watch yeah. them again and ask questions, Ter you know, pick them apart. You know, I haven't watched this in forever. Why do I like this movie so much? You know, and it might also inspire you for writing and, and direct and whatever else you're doing, because yeah. now it's like, okay, let's focus on, on what I like about certain things and helps mold what I'm trying to create. You yeah. know, so it's, it can't, you know, it's weird homework because you're sitting on a couch watching a TV, a TV or a film, but it is, it, you know, it can be beneficial for what yeah, you Yeah, I, I got to say sometimes as a filmmaker, I'm both embarrassed and ashamed when there's certain films I haven't seen if I'm in a social situation and somebody said, oh, have you seen this movie? And it's maybe like a really critically acclaimed film or something. And it's kind of like, you don't want to, you're not going to lie and say you've seen it. So you're just like, no. And then it just kind of, you know, you feel like maybe you're a bad person. So this is, this is nice because, and also, you know, I just, I hate, I, it's, drives me nuts that as a filmmaker I don't get to watch nearly as many movies as I would like to you know or should just because I'm busy and I make excuses I'm not gonna say who but a UPM actually did that to me um we've had seen like certain the thing is I like being in this industry but I like stupid movies like rom-coms like I really do those are the movies I like to watch like no offense but I'm not I don't really care to see the movies that people claim to be, Yeah, you know, yeah. I like what I like. And so they made a comment basically like, uh, have you seen this movie? And like, no. And they were like, what do you watch? And they were like, how are you in this business? And you don't even like watch these kind of movies. And, you know, I kind of took it a certain kind of way because I get, it's like, okay, I've seen certain movies. Yeah. Maybe you should watch this one. But overall it's like, you don't, I feel like you don't have to, be like a crazy fanatic or watch all those movies just to yeah. watch the film industry. No. 
It's true. I mean, I, that makes me think of a, a moment in my life when I was in film school and there was like freshman year, they were going around having everybody talk about like what their favorite movie was or something. And this was like one of the very first days of our film class. And I remember a couple of the kids had given some answers to some movies that I thought were not very good movies. And I remember thinking in that moment, like, geez, like, how are you in film school if you like those movies, you know? But then, then it, four years later, when we're graduating, I, a couple of those people, I realized, like, I had a, an, a, an immense amount of respect for some of those people who even though I thought they maybe had a crappy taste in movies here and there, they were actually pretty good filmmakers and turned out to be pretty good people. So yeah, that's just. I think it's like, you know, you should definitely study and stuff, but if it's not your thing or. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of film is that it's interpretive and it's, that's why there's so many different genres and it's up for interpretation depending on the person's personality and who it is, you know, like, Exactly. I I love there's certain movies that I love there's certain movies that you know I have a guilty pleasure for that I'll put on and it's not aligning with anything else that I love you know what I mean like it exists and it's okay um you know and it you know I'm someone who's built towards that when I started got into film in college and then I ended up deciding the directors that I always wanted to direct always wanted to direct and of course it's everybody and their mother's dream to do but I felt in order to do that or wanting to it and learning about it is I need to learn every single facet of department film everything that I need to and that everything moving forward is towards the ultimate goal of directing so when I look at different movies even when I look at the ones that I just you know melt away and I'll get engrossed in just whatever I'm watching if it's something as stupid as, you know, Nickelodeon's Good Burger or whatever, you know, like. That's a good movie. <laughs> exactly, you know, like, yeah. like plastics, you know what I mean? It, it's, you know, you still, I still like taking the time once in a while to actually look at it as a film because I'm lucky enough to be able to watch something and just watch it. And then if I want to look at it at a critical eye, I can, but I usually turn it off, especially for first viewings of, mother, of movies, unless something takes me out of a movie. Mm-hmm. Something that they do is against the grain or something that I just, or something's beautifully done so much that I'm just like, holy crap, that was amazing. How did they do that? You know, uh, but, but yeah, I think that's just what film, filmmaking is, is that ability is that you don't need to be watching things to study and you don't have to watch Citizen Kane and you don't have to know that movie by heart and talk about Memento and talk about, you know, like Lord of the Rings trilogy and how amazing it is. Like, just watch Good Burger. It's fun. (laughs) Okay, so how do you guys think things are going to be different in our industry after this? Like, do you think things are going to change? Do you think it'll be the same? What do you guys think once everything ramps back up? Uh, Harry, actually, we've been sending articles back and forth talking about it a little bit, too. And um, I think it's going to be a big change, unfortunately. I'm a huge fan of a theater and being in the theater and the theater experience and seeing it with film, if it's still available on film. And if you can find a place that has a film projector, 
as opposed to a digital version of it or IMAX yeah. or anything like that. Because I think it's still a engrossing experience that I think people have to have to engage in. Um, and unfortunately, I think this industry is going to look at it and say, you know, so many of these platforms are streaming anyways. Uh -huh. And then now we're, we've tried these big features available on video on demand for $20 or whatever the price that they put on there, you know, can we get quick money through uh -huh. that? Yeah. Um, and then I feel like it's going to, I honestly, I think what's going to happen is you're going to have blockbusters, which are now turning into, you know, superhero genre films yeah. um, like Marvel's are going to be the only ones in theaters. Huh. And you're going to have these big platforms, blockbusters come out and you're going to lose a lot of the yeah. smaller films, like even the Blumhouse movies and stuff like that. I think a lot of them are going to go away. And, because they won't make enough at the theaters? Or they'll yeah, I, I think that, I think they'll be able to engross more people. And yeah. uh, I also think, I also think that, you know, I think the, the attraction of going straight to VOD for these companies is that they don't have to risk another scenario like this happening again because the last thing they want is to have to delay their movie you know what i mean these big studios they don't want to they don't want to have to push it months after they want it to go to the theaters where they can start making money off tickets you know so i think the fact that <clears throat> unless there's significant changes around the world and we're better at containing things like this I think people are going to just get used to dealing with things like this in the event that something were to happen again, you know? Yeah. And if people, and if people start creating these like watch parties, you know, then they're going to sit there and say, Oh yeah, well I'll just stay at home and I'll watch with my friends on here and we'll talk while we're watching it, you know? Yeah, I thought that was actually a really cool idea that Netflix created that whole like watch party thing. And I also, I mean, I kind of agree with you guys. Um, I don't, I wouldn't, I, I'm also nervous that a lot of studios, just because of like maybe the money that they might be losing out on now, won't take as many risks with original ideas after. Oh. Um, I think it's going to be hard for new filmmakers um, who are trying to pitch to studios right now. Um, indie, I think, will be fine if they can find, um, you know, smaller investors. But I think overall, it's just going to be a hard time for people to pitch their original ideas because people are going to be so nervous that they just want something where they can make money. Yeah, that's why I think the studio system is very much not the studio system anymore. It's very much like, here's big business. Here's Disney. Here's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Here's Warner Brothers. And then here's indie platforms, you know? Uh -huh. And that's why I'm saying, that's why I mentioned, like, I feel like it's going to be Marvel movies or Harry Potter remakes or all these notoriety, big yeah. things, money things that we're going to see in theaters. But we're also, because of that, we're going to eventually see a lot of theaters close mm -hmm. because they're not putting out as much. And people are now definitely, if they're not getting as much business, all these theaters are going to raise their concession prices because that's how they make their money. Concession is and you're not going to want to do it. I think the only real benefit out of what, what this is, this, this COVID-19 and all that affecting us for filmmaking is that I think that if you have a drive-in near you, it's going to be a gigantic draw. And we're lucky to have one in Buffalo, the transit drive-in. 
And I think that's going to be huge because you can stay contained in your own world and yeah. still go watch a movie with people around you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I kind of can't wait because I kind of want to go do it. You know what I mean? It's just a different, it's funny how. Say that again. Well, no, I mean, no, I, I'm pretty sure nothing. Well, I'm in Atlanta right now and I don't know if, I'm pretty sure they have a drive-in somewhere. I don't know. I've never even thought about it really. I'm but. sure they do. I bet you in every state there's probably still a drive-in. <laughs> or maybe, maybe not in Alaska. I don't know. <laughs> I just know like a lot of people, obviously there's not like a lot of space in New York City to do that. It's not cost-effective. So a lot of people, when they would come to Buff State, they had never been to a drive-in. So I'm not saying that it's a blessing to be able to go, but it was something that I kind of took for granted. Like, you don't go to drive-in in, in this sure. time, you know, like that was an experience. You would go to the drive-in, get to see two movies, hang out in the car. Like that was such a fun thing to do. So I do think, you know, you might see more of those popping up in the around, popping up around. Yeah, I think it, and it's good because I mean, drive-ins been around forever, but they've lost so many, so much business over the years because of everything and being yeah. bigger and more available. And I think it's funny how sometimes when these world when the world starts collapsing on each other we start going back to our roots and stuff yeah. like that and yeah. that's one of the things that we're going to look at you know and going back to tv and going back to you know what i mean like well there's been there's been oddly a lot of weird reversals you think about how now that there's a lot of people who are doing business in their house working from home so they're they're seven or eight hours a day talking and bringing zoom their business into their living room or their house like you never brought your work into your house like that until That's now and all of a sudden there's this flip you know it's like it's well gonna... yeah and I, I think when we were talking about our business everybody else's businesses too is that i wonder how it's going to affect everyone else if these other businesses like a geico or someone you know where you're in booths next to each other all day are they going to turn around and be like, can I make them all mobile and save rent on a building or save, how can I save money and just do it? It's seeing it done mobily. Is that going to be a thing? You know, my, my girlfriend, Becca, she's, she's a teacher and now it's experiencing how do you teach from home, you know, and how do we adapt to that and like, also integrate technology to it. So um, one of the last things I want to ask you guys, when this is all over, and Harry Kai, whoever wants to go first, once things open back up, what is the first thing that you are going to do? Harry, you go first. <laughs> I'm a big, uh, I'm a big uh, eater at fine restaurants, so I'll be having a nice meal. I can <laughs> tell you that. Uh, I don't know exactly where yet, but it's going to be good. And uh, I'm going to invite as many friends as I can. <laughs> Take me to the nicest place. That's right. Yeah, I'm uh, every year for the last, I don't know, five or six years, something like that. We, me, my, me and my group of friends have done like bar league softball <laughs> and played softball and all that. So for me, I think it's just getting my friends together, go doing some type of activity in yeah. which we're able to be ourselves and be together and then go get as many wings as possible <laughs> because i am dying for chicken wings so bad <laughs> i don't know but i thought they were still a lot of restaurants there are but you know there's paranoia and who's taking care of it the right way and who's what you know 
Plus, of course, the restaurants I love are across town for me. So it's like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I want to do. I, I was making a joke that as soon as things open back up, I'm going to like catch a flight right to New York City to see all my girlfriends. So you can go to like brunch, a day party. I'm like, I just want to go out and hang with my girlfriends in the city. So I don't know what's going to happen. But I just like I just want to like be out with my friends, you know, and like just have a good time once this is all over. So I think it's going to be so funny that like we're going to. We can't, we won't be able to wait until we can all interact. And then about three days in, we're all going to be back on our couch, staying away from everybody. <laughs> we're like, give everybody a hug, say hi. It's great. Like, great. Nice now we, <laughs> we got too used to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, people are going to like turn out to be like drunks after this. You know, it's like, what else is there to do? Have a drink at home at one o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to chat with you guys and see what's going on. And, you know, what, I think when Kyle had mentioned it at first, oh, he paused. Yeah. Here, are you still good? Yeah, I'm here. It's not me this time. Yeah. <laughs> but I just want to thank you guys because I wanted yeah. to chat with you. And I mean, he's paused now, but luckily we're about to finish up. But yeah, I'm oh, back. You're back. Okay. Back. Good. <laughs> I was like, it's not me this time. Um, I was saying thank you because I know when you had mentioned, I just at the time I was like, I'm not ready to do anything. I just, I, I just want to chill and watch TV. Um, but then I was like, no, I really do just want to talk to people and see, you know, you know, how is everybody doing and what they're doing to just stay, you know, mentally well or keep busy and you know, see how my folks are doing. Yeah, no, it's always a pleasure yeah. to talk with you, Jazz. Yeah, yeah, Jazz. And, you know, and one of the reasons, you know, I brought that up to you, because it's like, why not? Why not do something like this and yeah. connect? And, you know, for Casting Buffalo, we're planning on, um, we're actually going to launch this week. We want to bring a, a competition, a contest out there. Because we said, what else? You're stuck in your house. And we have all these actors and all these talented people doing it. So we want to bring a contest in which we've put together over $400 worth of prizes. And we want you to get up and cast yourself in your favorite role and do a monologue that's under three minutes, four minutes, and actually oh my put God, it out on the internet. Cool idea. You know? like put that. it out there. Tag us in it. Put it out there. Why not? Let's interact. Let's see what you can do. Yeah, send me the input. Well, just if you post yeah. it, I'll we'll see it. Yeah, we'll get it out there. Definitely. Well, that sounds like a great idea. You guys, make sure you guys are practicing social distance. Stay safe. You know, just do what you need to do to just take care, take care of yourselves during this time. So, thank you guys. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, guys. Take care now. Thank you guys so much for tuning into that special episode, our COVID nineteen series. I hope you enjoyed listening to Kyle Mecca and Harry Lipson, two Buffalo filmmakers, talking about what they're doing during the pandemic, um, how they're being creative. Um, and hearing what they think life is going to be like after this. So definitely check out the other episodes of the podcast. You can find them on, you know, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher. Um, just like, subscribe, and let me know what else you guys want to hear. Thank you guys so much. Stay safe. Practice social distancing.